Welcome to the Carmesh Rebels podcast. I'm Jenny Field. I'm Advita Patel. And I'm Trudy Lewis. So today we're going to talk about changing your mindset. So um, I'm coming at it from a couple of angles, <laughs> as usual. Um, and mainly, you know, there are two types of mindsets. There's growth mindsets and there are fixed mindsets. And um, many times we, you know, we hear a lot of talk about the growth mindset. We hear a lot of self-help people talking very widely about how we can improve our mindset and so on. Um, We also don't focus on that fixed mindset so much and helping people to navigate their way out of it. But then neuroscience also tells us that we can change our mindset as well. So there are all these different things that are hitting mindsets. And for me, um, I've just been grappling with or, or exploring the whole thing of how people can change and the ability to change the, the, the way that we actually navigate our way out of it. Um, there's a whole piece around uh, application that I've been looking at in terms of how, how do we apply some of the things that we've been learning? How do we apply some of the things that we've been hearing in order to change our mindset or in order to change our lives even? And um, so I wanted us to explore this a little bit, get your views on what you think about mindset, how we can maybe even help some of the audience in terms of moving away from, you know, being stuck on terms and terminology and, you know, buzzwords and so on around all the things that we need to do. You know, you need to um, have this done or you might to, you might need to work in this way or that way. You might need to take on this philosophy or that philosophy. There are loads and loads of people who have written tons and tons of books um, to help us to move forward. But I really think that there's some concrete things that, we need to explore a little bit about what is it what does it really mean to change your mindset how does it really impact your life and is it possible to change yes it is <laughs> end of episode <laughs> <laughs> well yes tell me then um so i i think this is such a fascinating topic because i think that it's so easy to let your mind win And I think we don't often understand or appreciate the power that our mind can have over us and our behavior. Mm -hmm. And as you were just talking then, Trudy, I was scribbling down a couple of books that immediately came to mind, as they often do for me. The first is a book that I've recently read called Can't Even, and it's about burnout in the millennial generation. And I listened to it, and it was fascinating to understand more about why burnout is more prolific in the millennial generation and what's contributing to that. It's a very USA-based book, but the insight in there is really interesting about this need to not waste time, this need to strive to be in the middle class, this this sort of constant need to to be the best. And mm. and, and that has been fueled by uh, our parents' generation and their status-driven mm. desires, but also by technology. So there's a couple of factors in there which are interesting. And I bring that in because I think it plays into our mindset about how we feel about ourselves and what we want to achieve and and how we can get so caught up in, I can't afford to, you know, I've got a train delay. I've just lost 20 minutes because I'm delayed for a train. Or you can just stand and be still for 20 minutes and wait for a train and it's okay. <laughs> but we get a bit caught up in this, I've wasted time. Um, and the other book that comes to mind is Soundtracks mm-hmm. by John Acuff, which mm-hmm. we've talked about on the podcast before, which is a book that I think we've all read or listened yep. to. Um, I have No, you no, haven't. No. <laughs> he 
<laughs> you were just going to start that out then. Sorry, John. <laughs> um, but um, but it's a really good book around changing the narrative in your head. Yes. And it's something I come back to again and again. And, and I remember not so long ago, being through going through quite a busy period in my business. And every time someone said to me, how are you doing? I would say, I'm drowning. And I kept saying it again. And, you know, it was like, I'm drowning, I'm just drowning, I'm drowning, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. Um, and I had to sort of talk to myself and say, you need to stop, right, you've, you've acknowledged it. Well done. You're, you know, things are very busy and it does feel like you're drowning. But if you keep saying this over and over again, your mind is going to take this as truth and you're going to then continue to see things that are going to reinforce that and you're not going to get yourself out of that feeling if you're going to continue to tell yourself that's where you are Mm. and and I had to have a you know a word with myself or parent myself to quote Mel Robbins to come out of that and I think that's what mindset is for me it's being able to recognize and acknowledge when you're doing something that that isn't particularly help, you know, good for you, and then being able to pull yourself out of it. Now, someone did say to me, "Yes, but you need to acknowledge those feelings. You know, you can't just sort of shut them off." And that's that's true. I wasn't saying well, I'm not drowning. <laughs> <laughs> it was more that it's not helpful to to let your to letting your mind continue to pull you into a space that mm. isn't particularly helpful. Um, and I think that's really important. And I've said it a few times in a work capacity where I might have clients who are going through rapid growth or going through significant change, and they can very quickly create a belief in their mind about the fact that, you know, we're, we're so unique and we're so busy and we're so this. And it's like, you're really not any of these things. But the fact that you're all telling yourself this again and again and again is contributing to a mindset that isn't particularly helping you mm. actually achieve what you want to achieve. So that's my ramblings on mindset. No, it's interesting <laughs> because for me, like I was I was exploring some of this as it relates to, so as coaches, you know, you come across a lot of people who have limiting beliefs. And that's one of the, the biggest things that you say to people about getting out of those limiting beliefs. It's about um, developing a growth mindset. Now, it's easy sometimes to say it, but it's how we then navigate our way mm. out of it. And it's very easy to say, read the soundtracks, the John Acoffs and mm-hmm. listen to the Mel Robbins and so on. But as back to what I said before around application, it's how do we then really own it for ourselves if we, if there's an element to which we don't quite mm-hmm. believe it? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's all around that, that I, that I've just been exploring. Maybe I've just been having that thing. Where I think, I think mindset is something that is very important, as we quite clearly said. But I also need to say that we do live in times where we believe we have to be someone else, I think. And to Jenny's point about the access we have to technology, the comparison that we often do with mm-hmm. people, our, you know, you said, Trudy, the self-limiting belief that we can't get there because we don't have have had the privilege, which is true mm. in some circumstances. But it's also the case of, you know, you said, Jenny, some people may say, well, you are busy and you have got a lot going on. So, you know, it's okay to think that. Yeah, that's true. But what are you going to do about it? Mm. Like how, like, it's fair if you want to keep saying to yourself, I'm really busy. I've got lots going on. I'm drowning. I'm feeling a bit sad, whatever. And we're not talking about the clinically diagnosed things, right? Mm, this is very yeah. different to that. Yeah, this, you know, if you are struggling with mental ill health, that's different. And we're not talking about that at all. Mm-hmm. This is talking about how do we get ourselves out of that rut mm. that we can often find ourselves in. And we don't really see a sense of escapism or yeah. anything, which is why we started our coaching retreats. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, we recognise that there yeah. are people out there 
who kind of know what they want to do, but just can't see a pathway to get there. Yeah. And their mindset often is stopping them believing in their own um their their own kind of self-worth at times. Mm-hmm. You know, confidence is something that we talk about quite frequently and our mindset can play a big part in that. Uh, and we, you know, the reason that we're all coaches is because we we see the benefits of people having an opportunity to talk about how do they address some of these challenges that they come across mm. in a safe environment where they can explore different opportunities. And this is why I love our coaching streets, right? Because we have done two now and we've seen when people walk in, they're feeling a little bit apprehensive and you can see a bit of nervousness in them. But then we see the relief and the change in them. After, <laughs> yeah. after, the transformation. The transformation. Like light bulbs coming yeah. up. It is yeah. a bit like light bulbs. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not saying anything out of turn here because the folks who have been on our retreats have shared some incredible feedback about the experiences of exploring what it is that was holding them back and the barriers and the blockers. And we all do this in our coaching, individual coaching sessions that we have with people, but also our group coaching sessions. And mindset is something that can stop you progressing. And it is something that can really stop you taking opportunities and not allowing you to live your life to the best of the best life you want to kind of live without it sounding really cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, I was like, that sounds really cheesy. But you, you, it is. It, it is, is cheesy. But yeah. it is about, you know, we're not, and I say this all the time to people that I, my friends and family is that, you know, we're not here forever. You know, and that is one thing that is one thing that is guaranteed that in taxes, right? People say, but we're not here forever. We're not here. You know, we we have a very small amount of time without sounding really morbid. So, but why, you know, I want people to take opportunities and I want them to believe in themselves and I want them to be, you know, comforted that they're doing the right thing for them. Yeah. And yeah. obviously there's other things yeah. that they have to take in play. I get that. But in general, I honestly don't think that that I, I truly do believe, I should say, that no problem is unsolvable. Yeah. That's my big thing. I know it's a bit of a utopia thing, but I do believe that. But does but that then, mean you've sorry, got a go growth on. mindset? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. And you know I love Mafi Saeed. You do. Well, you see, the thing is all, you know, it goes way beyond, you know, there's the John Akoff, but, but, but even Matthew Saeed, that's some of the things that he talks about with mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important to understand, you know, the link between mindset and attitude. Yeah. You know, and sometimes how we enter into something or how we step into something um, is also shaping how how we're thinking or reinforcing some of our beliefs. And so like within that coaching setting, it's it's one of those things that I really love about coaching in that, just as you said, Advita, there's that link where somebody just suddenly gets a light bulb moment mm. and they're just thinking, actually, this can shift and the only way that comes is by them seeing it themselves and us opening up by questioning and yeah. talking and so on and so on and so on. It's such a powerful thing, it actually, is, because the minute... I, I don't think it's just about reading a book is what I'm trying to say. No. <laughs> it has to be more than... I know many people that have read many books <laughs> and they still are not... Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> I just didn't know how to end that. Very, um, yeah, very. Uh, yeah, and they, that that sounds unkind, and that's not meant to sound unkind. But I think there's definitely something that is there is a lot to be said for people that read a lot but don't necessarily but don't apply it, yeah. or don't under or, or think they're applying it, and and actually they're not. And I think that's probably worse. <laughs> it is, and I think there's people who 
don't want to change their mindset because if it means changing their mindset, then everything that they believe doesn't really exist. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that is a challenge as well. It's like, well, you know, why I think this is the way. And if you try and help them trying to come out of that, then that they don't start they start thinking, oh, well, I don't want to change because I'm quite comfortable. Well, it mm. takes work, doesn't it? It, it does takes take work. work. The other day, um, I had a situation where I, f- I, I was describing it like this to people that um, I felt stuck about something. And um, it's probably something to do with my business as usual. And um, the way how I described it was like when you're in your car and you're trying to navigate your way out of a, out of a corner or out of a space. And every which way I turned, I couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, why is it I can't get out? And, and trying to explain the frustration to the person so they could understand yeah. what that felt like. Now, for me, I didn't feel like I had a fixed mindset where I was not going to shift at all. I felt like I needed to figure out a way to navigate my way out of it. Now, what's amazing is that I have two friends. Um, <laughs> They're not here. <laughs> only two friends. Um, so I have two friends in this room who um, who hold me accountable, who challenge me. And so as a result, some of the challenge from them helped me to pay attention to how I was um, looking at something, yeah. how I was talking to myself, how I was keeping myself in a, in a limiting belief when I could have actually walked out of it. And actually that's what happened. I walked out of it as a result of things like yeah. that. As you, were, as you were describing that manoeuvring out of a space, all I can think of is the Austin Powers film where he's in that buggy and he's just going backwards and forwards. We'll have to find a gift to go with the... I think uh, we will have episode. to find a gift. But that, that's exactly the thought that comes when I think about where a lot of people are. And then you may, you may read a book thinking that it's going to release that, but there, it takes some level of work or a bit more than just... Um, you know, just reading it. But is there something about mindset, and you've done more reading on this than I have, around the acceptance of other people's suggestions? So I'm trying to think about situations where I, most recently for me, where I've had situations where I've realised that the solutions I've put in place are not the right solutions to the problem. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to change them. And quite often I talk to my team and say, you know, what about this? And then no one says anything. And I'm, (laughs) because I'm waiting for one person to go, no, let's not do that. And then they will go, no, no, let's not do that. But, and I'm really comfortable with with that. And I want that. I want that challenge and discussion and debate and, and thinking things through. But not everybody does like that. And it's taken me a while to probably get to the point where I'm comfortable with that and how much reflection it takes. And I suppose I'm just wondering, when it comes to mindset, is that linked to your ability to take on board other people's suggestions and ideas to help you make decisions? Or is that not so much linked to Well, that's your growth mindset, isn't it? That's growth. So you allowing your team or people around you to challenge you and to question some of your thinking is you saying I'm open to that and I'm willing for my mind to be shifted and changed because of and I think that's where the growth mindset comes in whereas those who have a bit more of a fixed mindset that this is the way this is the way I'm going to do it I've got no you know let's take a real life example of somebody who wants to have a you know progress or get a career obviously there's other things involved in this but I have spoken to people and had coaching sessions with people who are like it just I'll never get there I'll never get there because my circumstances won't allow me to get there, blah, 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 all those different things, which are very important, but I get it. But, and no matter what they, what no matter what anybody says to them at times, they just can't see themselves out of there. So you have to take that step back and go, actually, 
again, talking about trust, which I know we're going to be now spoken about in this in this season, but we talk about, and I'm going to mention Brené Brown. <laughs> How have we not? How have we not mentioned Dr. <laughs> Brené Brown? But she does talk about that whole post-it, you know, like who do you, who are those people that you can, you want to listen to yeah. and will help you kind of understand and challenge you in the right way, understand what you're trying to do and and help you without any, in, you know, without any bias yeah. on that. Yeah, totally. So a question then, Sorry, Trudy. That's okay. On the growth mindset of how how do you balance listen, getting the advice from the people that are trusted and on that post-it note versus what could be perceived as a lack of confidence and therefore asking everybody to input? Because that to me isn't necessarily a growth mindset, but maybe I've put mindset into the narrowing bucket of asking for people people's input. Do you see what I mean? There's like, there's a difference between I need, you know, this isn't necessarily right. What do you think is me seeking your counsel to kind of help, help me make a decision versus me not having the confidence to make that decision and therefore asking anybody for their input. Um, That's not necessarily, is that still a growth mindset or am I going down a rabbit hole of asking people's opinion? I don't know. Well, before you say anything, because I think, actually, I think you need to answer that because of the whole confidence part. But isn't there an intention that you have if you have the growth mindset that says that because you're a little bit more intentional, you're not going to ask everybody for input. I like that. Okay. This is good. Because I think also for our listeners, it's helpful to really understand what is a growth mindset and Mm. what is a fixed mindset. Yeah. So a growth mindset um, believes that you can be developed, believes that you can change and that you can be developed. A fixed mindset is a little bit stuck in, um, this is how I am. This is how I will always be. And it keeps talking to yourself, a bit like soundtracks, keeps talking to yourself in the same way, which rem- which keeps you in that position. Yeah. And for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, laziness or, you you know, you're happy where you are, you don't care, you, you, you want mediocre or whatever, you stay in that fixed mindset. And what it does is you're a bit more, you're, you're positive when you have a growth mindset. That means that you will embrace challenges and you'll be a little bit more resilient. You will um, seek help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you will be that person who's a little bit more proactive about the things that are in your life that are making you stuck. Now, that can happen for anybody because all of us have something that at some point in our lives will either keep us stuck or keep us held back or have a problem. We will all have something in our lives at some point. So we always have to work on this. But is it bad to have a fixed mindset? I don't think so. About some things anyway. (laughs) I think... (laughs) I am um, fixed about the fact that I love chocolate. (laughs) I think that it is... I would say that it is bad to have a fixed mindset. I really do. Because I think that you're not allowing yourself to grow in terms yeah. of your development, right? So if you've got a fixed mindset, as Trudy quite clearly said, you don't, you avoid challenge. You do. You avoid conflict. You're scared of failing. So you don't put yourself out there. You don't make as much effort because you're scared if you do make that effort and if you're not recognised for the effort, what does that mean? And then you kind of, and that's where that confidence bit kind of comes in a little bit in, in all of that. You always, you know, you're often threatened mm. by other people's success and that's where comparison is the yep, thief of joy. Sure comes in so I do I do think having a fixed mindset is not great okay I think it can stop you progressing I think it can stop you living life to the best of your abilities I think you need to be very and I think there will be 
behaviours that you are demonstrating that will probably show if you've got a fixed mindset mm. or not. And I think you need to recognise that. So those things that we mentioned, but for me, one of the biggest things of having a fixed mindset is fearing failure. Yeah, that's a good one. I honestly think yeah. that, you know, where you fear getting things wrong. And I always say to people that we're not perfect at, by any stretch. Some people may think we are, but we're really not. <laughs> I love that you look directly at me when you think that. <laughs> we're not perfect. You know, we're going to make mistakes and we're going to say things that are silly or, fa- or we think yeah. are silly and, and not speaking up or challenging certain things or putting yourself forward in, cause in case you get it wrong or fail. Mm. It's not going to help you grow. No. And you know what? I'm going to re- use a real, a real life example again. When Matthew Said spoke at my event in June, and he was challenged about using examples of, he, he shared his story, right? And his examples were all about male successes. Oh yes. And he got challenged in the audience by Professor Jackie Carter, and he took it so well. Mm, he did. It was amazing. He took it incredibly well, yeah. and he was like, "Oh my goodness, thank you so much for sharing that with me." And you've made me reflect and ponder and I will, you know, I will make sure that that doesn't happen again. And that is a gross mindset because he could have easily been, uh, hello, I'm a keynote speaker. Who are you? You know, he could have had that attitude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He could have just closed it off and he yeah. would have been like, okay, well, thanks for that. And moving on, he didn't. And we've seen people sometimes do that. And that, I think that's what, uh, I mean, it'd be really, it'd be pretty atrocious in Matthew Said who talks about gross yeah. mindset. <laughs> yeah. I am not open. <laughs> But and and it's 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 good that you use the term closed because actually that for me is how I think about it. You're either closed or you're open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have a growth mindset, um, there's an openness that you have, and you're willing to do the work because it's not it's not necessarily going to be easy. It's not you know because you're you're challenging your beliefs. You're challenging things that are sometimes ingrained in you. So sometimes you don't want to move, um, but if you want to succeed, if you want to move your life forward, then you're going to be doing it. So a lot of the things I've been referencing around um, mindset is from Dr. Carol Dweck, who's written a book about mindset. And there's a really great chart that just shows the difference between fixed and growth mindset, which we'll share in the Mm -hmm, show notes. mm -hmm. Um, But there are loads of others who are talking about the same thing. And in different aspects. But I think what's important is to find out what works for you. So it's a bit like how you operate is not going to be different. Sorry, it's not going to be the same as how I operate. True. So what I respond to and what I can apply might be very different from what Advita just Mm -hmm. warms to. And then my pace might be slower than Mm -hmm. somebody else's. So it's understanding that rather than worrying about kind of how am I going to navigate this way forward I need to do it at a certain pace or I need to do it in a certain way it's always going to be different for everybody we're getting into tip territory now aren't we we? are (laughs) (laughs) which is why I was kind of moving towards (laughs) I could feel it coming you could feel it (laughs) so Advita what do you reckon some tips for somebody who is looking about changing their mindset or who just wants to understand more about having a growth mindset? I th- well, I'm going to talk about confidence. Thank I you. think that is a huge part of mindset. And if you don't believe in your own intelligence and your self-worth, then you will always have a bit of a fixed mindset. And I think you've got to be open about understanding what is the, what are those black, black, uh, blockers and barriers for confidence? Mm-hmm. You know, what has stopped you progressing? And, it, you know, when I do my confidence coaching with people, I always get them to do a bit of a, a life... Um, career pathway to kind of see what were the peaks, what were the troughs. And there's always 
a comment made by a line manager or a leader or something your parents or carers have said to you previously that's just stayed with you but you've not consciously thought about. And that's why I talk about it because that can take your confidence away. So when I was at school, you know, I loved English and um, English lessons and English literature and stuff. And I remember, you know, not by any kind of malice by my parents, but they didn't really see it as a profession. (laughs) You know, and you know, what, what what can you possibly do with English and things like that, which did have a fixed mindset for me because I was like, well, I better get into a profession where I can do something technical or sciencey, And then that's the kind of, you know, the, the culture that I, I was brought, brought up in. And that took that fixed mindset took me all the way through my university until somebody said to me, you, you're good at this. You know, you've, you've got this and boosted my confidence in comms and marketing and that's why I did my master and stuff but it took me to understand that I'm not happy yeah. I need to be, boost my confidence in this and got myself a mentor and a coach to kind of support me in that which is why we're passionate about coaching and that's you know I would say if you are finding yourself stuck um, and you don't believe that you can succeed or you're finding yourself comparing yourself to other people um, and you feel a little bit jealous of other person's success then that's when I would say you need to kind of do a little bit of work on yourself and try and figure out what is it that you're trying to achieve and why is your confidence stopping you growing. Brilliant. Love that. Jenny? I have four tips um, which are linked quite a lot to some of the work that I have done, I think, and some of the things that I practice. So the first one is about having quiet time to reflect. I think if you're constantly stimulated by television, podcasts, the news, music, whatever it is, it's very hard to have that time to reflect. Mm-hmm. So whilst I'm always talking about listening to a, a book or reading a book or whatever, I'm very good at going for a walk without any noise at all or um, just sort of sitting quietly, you know, whether it's reading or, or or just having some time, you know, whether it's going to the gym, yoga, that sort of stuff, having that quiet time is really important. The second is about surrounding yourself with people that are the right people to surround yourself with. And I, I've, I've scribbled down here the people that fill your cup, which Aww. is often what I talk about. But it's, it's, it, there's a lot of research into um, both resilience and burnout and things like that about doing things that actually, you know, bring you joy and, and do things that are good for you rather than doing things that can be quite draining. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of your mindset. If I have a Sunday where I just watch Netflix all day, it's like all of the momentum has drained out of my body so come Monday, I, I feel quite sluggish. Whereas if I have a Sunday where I go out for a really long walk, maybe have some brunch, whether it's with friends or on my own, and I've spent half my day doing something and then I've, you know, watched some Netflix and done that, but I've had a real mixed day of activities, it continue, my momentum will carry on. And I've learned that about myself. So I've stopped doing binge watching marathons on Sundays <laughs> and now go out for long walks and things because it's much better for yeah. me to, to keep my mindset in the right mm-hmm. state. The third is about building your resilience. So I talk a lot about mental resilience and I'll pop some links in the show notes to various um, resources around that. But there is a lot to be said for building your resilience in order to be inquisitive about yourself and what you're doing and the learning experiences that you can reframe things as. But building some of those things will be really helpful if you're looking to improve your mindset. Uh, into a growth mindset. And then the last one is to find out how you learn uh, and how you learn to be able to apply it. So somebody said to me recently, are you going to this event? And it's an event that's online. And I said, no, because I don't learn 
by going to online events at home. So the pandemic was a joy for me, but <laughs> I can't, uh, I just can't do it. I will go and do something else. I, I, I cannot sit there and, and watch stuff. It's just not right for me. And if I did do that, I wouldn't apply it. I My learning and application comes from being in the room. It's why whenever I've done any significant development, whether it was the diploma in internal communications or my certificate in company direction, they've all been done in the room learning because that's how I can then yeah. apply it. And that's how we started the conversation, it's true. <laughs> which was how do you apply it? And that's the thing for me. It's really easy to tick a box with learning. It's very easy to say, oh, I've read this book or I've attended this event or I've listened to this podcast. But you have to really understand yourself mm-hmm. to know what's the best way for you to learn to be able to apply. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to, to dig around on that. So they're my four tips. Love that. And it's funny that I am, I'm, I'm very much the opposite in learning. Like mm. I like the flexibility of online sessions. I did my diplomas online. Wow. I didn't do it in room. <laughs> uh, I like the fact that I could go back and re-listen yeah. to some of the conversations because my mind is always switched, like always busy. <laughs> I always think about something else. So I like to go back and reassure myself. And and that's the really important point that you will, you know, to Jenny's point, you will have different ways. Yeah. And it's finding out where where are your strengths. Yeah. You know, and, and jotting it and reflect. I know we've spoken about reflective journaling before. Mm. Oh, whether, whether you call it reflective journaling, whether you call it writing a few notes or bullets or whatever you want to call it. But understanding where are you, where are you at your best. Yeah. yeah. And noting it down and seeing how you felt in that moment. So where are you at your best? Were you at your best in person, talking to other people? Are you at your best in quiet, watching online and finding that thing for you? Because you have to know yourself. Yeah, totally. I love that from both of you because that's 100% true. My learning style is in person as well. I can't, I do grasp a few things online, but I don't enjoy it as much. And and a lot of experiential learning for me is probably the most powerful Mm. Um, learning format. So it's again, it's about understanding who you are. Um, so that would be one of my tips. Isn't that interesting? I'm just think, sorry, just on that, we've both got the same sort of style there. And you yes. and I often talk about the fact that we want to go and work in a different location. Like we both like working in a That's coffee shop true, yeah. or a location in London because it helps us get stuff done. Whereas you're really happy being at home in your office. You're like, yeah. I don't want to go out. <laughs> and I just, just as you were saying that, I thought, oh, that's really interesting that location for us is obviously very important yep. for our mindset to be in the right space yeah. to do whatever we need to do. So Yeah, no, that is. Yeah. I like my comfort though. I like my You like being, having everything around you. you. I like my little snacks. Like my four four ice cubes and my Vimto. I like that. I've got a, I've got a bit of a routine. If anybody wants to send Advita some Vimto, yeah, uh, do do. <laughs> She'll be very pleased. That old ginger ale, she'd be no, delighted. No. <laughs> um, but one of the connected to that is um, one of the suggestions I was going to give around distraction. So watch out for the distractions that you have mm. around you and the things that do distract you because it's it's a very subtle thing. Sometimes distractions. Sometimes you think. I'm not distracted by this. You know, I'm just doing this to give myself a break. <laughs> but actually, they can be major distractions. Yeah. And and it's quite interesting because if I'm in, um, if I go to another location to work, uh, some people would be distracted by having lots of people around in Me. the room. I do not get distracted by that. Oh, I do. I'm so nosy. <laughs> like, oh, what are they doing? What's going on over there? Like, I get distracted. Really? Yeah, so I'm more distracted if I'm actually at home Me too. by myself. That's amazing. Um, so it's knowing yourself and knowing how you work yeah. best. Um, and that helps as well. Find a coach, a friend, you know, somebody who's who knows how to actually talk to you through this stuff. Because again, by somebody talking you through it um, is a, is the best way for success. And don't give up. 
is yeah. what I would say. Yeah. Don't give up. You know, if you if you go one route and it's not working for you, explore something else. There are so many different ways um, to skin a cat. This is. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many different ways that yeah. you can achieve this. And and I think that's really important. And I'd encourage people listening, if, they're, if they are feeling a bit stuck and they don't know what the different ways are, then yeah. get in touch with us because we're always sharing different links to different yeah. things. We've just shared how we're different learners. So if you are stuck and you're not sure what to do, then just get in touch. And we've all been, we've all been stuck. Oh, all of us. All, all of us. us. You know, if you think about... I'm still know, in my car. About, about once a month, I'm <laughs> still, no, still no, even, even when, you know, when we're both, all three of us were deciding on start, starting businesses. <laughs> yeah. And what does that mean? And what does it look like? You know, we could have easily, easily continued in-house, right? Absolutely. You know, none of us really hated yep. it. But we could have easily continued, but we knew we had something else that we wanted to give. And we did have to shift into this very much of a growth mindset yeah. and be prepared to be challenged and questioned. And, you know, you, you, you when you're in this kind of position, you do a attract certain individuals who may not like what you do and you have to be comfortable with that yeah yes you know yeah. you know when you call your business comms rebel people do expect you to be a little bit rebellious and yeah, you do. just have to really <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's but you have to come to terms with that and I think when I first started comms rebel I was very much fixed I think I was tiptoeing I was very concerned about what people may think or think about me or whether I was good enough and we still yesterday when I had my trauma my trains a different story for a different time. But I remember messaging both going, oh my God, like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, you did. You were like, <laughs> yeah. You were like, are you? My life, I'm, I'm examining my life choices. That's what she That's said. What said. Yeah. I did. I'm rethinking I'm rethinking my life them. choices. But then I'm saying this and I'm sharing this vulnerably because don't think that just because we're all three of us are quite vocal and out there and, you know, we seem to have our stuff together. We do have moments. Yeah, but we yeah, have each other true. and that's, that's really what having the people is. As soon as you put that in the group, you know, I think I was going, well, what, what's going what's on? Going and then on? she was going, what's happening? And you were saying this and then we'll have a chat. And then I left a voice note about something, un, you know, unrelated, but a bit related. And then we sort of have a bit of a chat and then, you know, you just sort of work and it And then you, you felt better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I think that's, imp- but, but you're right. It's important <laughs> to, to recognise and share the fact that, Every everybody at every point in there at some point in their life, at every point that would be exhausting. <laughs> but everybody will have those moments yes. of like, what am I doing? Should I be doing this? And doubt, all all of that stuff. That's just human nature. It is. That's going to happen to yeah. everybody. And yeah, but it's learning to actually feel that feeling and and move on and move on yeah. from it. Move yeah, on, yeah. you know, yeah. not not don't stay there. Don't yeah. stay fixed in it. That's yeah. a that's a, a horrible place. It is a horrible place, so. and I'm yeah. so glad I moved out my fixed state after having my Pepsi Max and my dry roast. <laughs> <laughs> Again, so, if, so we've got ginger ale, Vim Toe. And dry roast peanuts. Pepsi Max and dry roast peanuts. What a hamper that's going to be. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more or subscribe to our newsletter, visit carmesrebels.com. We'd love to continue the conversation, so please connect, ask questions and share your thinking with us. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn under Carb Mage Rebels. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to rate and review us.